Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you. As the Lord allows us this time, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then repeating those same days at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I'm happy you are here, my friends, uh, thanking the Lord for this time that we have together. It's a lovely day out. Uh, nice and uh, warm, and I uh, hope you get a chance to get outside and breathe in some of that fresh air, even though they closed all the parks. <laughs> I, that I don't get. I mean, I don't get a lot about what's going on, but when you close the parks and people can't even go to walk, I, I just I just don't get it. Um, I'm getting a little bit skeptical about a lot of things right lately. I'm, they, they, changed the name of the, they, they changed the name of the virus. Did you know that? I just was on John, Johns Hopkins' um, very reliable source. Uh, where they're comparing the flu and the coronavirus. Boom, 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 all the way down the line. And then in some, right in the middle of that article, it said the, the, it's now called, um, I can't even think of it, but it's, it's a SARS, it's a SARS virus. Now they're calling it a SARS something, COVID something. It's So watch out for the curveball. I think it's coming. Um, anyway, we give it all to the Lord. You know, this is a beautiful week today. Uh, middle of, of Holy Week, Wednesday and Holy Week, uh, commonly known as Spy Wednesday, and of course tomorrow we enter into the beauty of the Easter Triduum. And in spite of all that's going on outside there, my friends, in the world, we know that we have Jesus, and this is a very special week to remember exactly what the Lord did for us to save us from sin and death. And I'm thanking God for allowing me to be a part of your Easter week, Holy Week, and hopefully next week Easter week as well, um, and beyond. And thanking you for taking some time out of your day and out of the busyness of your day to share this time with me. And um, today, of course, is Wednesday, and Holy Father Pope Francis did give a, a general audience teaching, so we're going to share some of that with you. He was talking about contemplating the cross during the Triduum that we begin tomorrow. And then I thought, you know what, we'll end our time together because tomorrow I won't be here with you. It is Holy Thursday, and I won't be here, Cheryl and I won't be here Friday, obviously, for Friday Live. Um, so it's my last time with you until uh, the Easter celebration. Um, but in these times of uncertainty, and I know a lot of people are anxious about what's going on, confused about what's going on, maybe like me, just a little, little wary about what's going on out there. Um, I thought we'd end our time together today, the second half of the program, by going to the Psalms. I love the Psalms, and as I said, there's 150 of them. There's a Psalm for everything. And today we'll pray a psalm and uh, meditate on a psalm that gives and should give us uh, great joy and great hope, uh, especially during these very, very unusual times. But first, we're going to pray, my friends. So as always, I invite you to join me wherever you are listening. And uh, of course, um, we're now coming to you on many, many platforms. Of course, uh, the uh, mainstay of our, our uh, apostolate here are four 
radio stations here in New Jersey that cover a good part of the state as well as into parts of southeastern Pennsylvania and even over into Delaware and a little bit of Staten Island, too. We bounce across the harbor there over into the, the shores of Staten Island. But um, also now coming to you through our other audio platforms, uh, of course, I pray that you have downloaded our free Domestic Church Media mobile app where you can listen and watch uh, our live program, but listen 24-7 to everything we bring you on that app, and it is free. Uh, or maybe you're listening on the Amazon Echo device uh, or the Google Home device, either of those home speaker devices. All you have to say is play Domestic Church Media, and boom, there we are. Uh, and, of course, streaming audio from our, our website and um, just ways to listen. Of course, if you're watching live right now, we're also coming to you live video. Uh, you can watch the program on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. That's all you have to do is just type in the address, youtube.com slash domestic church media. Or if you liked us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domestic church media. And also a uh, live streaming video on our homepage right now at uh, uh, domesticchurchmedia.org. And with all those platforms, you know, our radio stations used to be limited to just the footprints of our local radio stations. Of course, now, with all the technology that's available to us, we're going out into the four corners of the world, thanks be to God. And you never know who you're reaching. And I pray that uh, 24-7 Domestic Church Media brings you through our affiliation with EWTN so many wonderful programs. And locally, we bring you uh, programs like this. And hopefully, and, and praying that we're just helping you to share in the joy of our faith, in spite of everything else the world is throwing at us these days, that you can be uplifted uh, by what we, what we bring to you here. I was just spending some time with the Lord in the, in the chapel that we have here, and you know we're so blessed to have the tabernacle and the Blessed Sacrament reserved there, and I can go in there and have good conversations with Jesus and uh, just uh, thanking him for this opportunity. So let's come together now in prayer. Again, wherever you are listening or watching, let's raise up these special prayer intentions. Um, over the weekend, uh, Cheryl and I were here we, during the, the Mass on Sunday. We come here and we uh, participate that way and, and uh, spend a lot of time. We'll be spending a lot of time here over the next three days, of course, in the Triduum, because we're going to broadcast um, especially the Bishop's uh, Triduum uh, liturgies tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the Holy Thursday Triduum. Uh, Friday at 3 p.m., his good uh, commemoration of the Lord's Passion uh, with Bishop O'Connell will broadcast. And then Saturday evening at 7, the Easter Vigil with Bishop O'Connell, as well as a plethora of other uh, fine programs that I'll share with you a little later on. But let's come together now in prayer, raising our hearts and minds together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And uh, we're going to pray the prayer that Holy Father gave us to our Blessed Mother uh, to pray for an end to this um, situation that we find ourselves in. So let's begin, my brothers and sisters, as we begin all good things, that is, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray, O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. 
We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And again, praying as our Holy Father requested about a year and a half ago, asking the Church and the people of God to pray every single day the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, as well as the beautiful ancient uh, prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer, with the specific intention, Holy Father asked, of protecting the Church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And the prayer to our Blessed Mother, we fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you so much for being here with me, and uh, I do hope you had a chance or are going to get a chance to get outside today. The past uh, three days have been beautiful days, and, uh, you know, you certainly can go outside and, and breathe the fresh air. Um, we've noticed in our neighborhood a lot of people walking out for walks, kids riding their bicycles. You haven't seen this in years. <laughs> and so there are some good fruits of this, and now they're even trying to put a a kibosh on that by saying they're closing the parks and the, and the, the uh, trails and all things. Mama mia, I, don't, I just don't, I don't get it. But anyway, you know what? Let's let's that's not. I can't keep, go there. Let's just let's just keep positive in our faith. This is a beautiful week. This beautiful Holy Week, the holiest of weeks in our liturgical calendar. Very unusual this year. It probably will be the, the most unusual Holy Week, Easter Triduum and Easter Sunday that we've ever had in our lives. And may ever again, hopefully, we pray. Uh, hopefully, by this time next year, it'll be back to normal. Um, and you know, you hear a lot of questions if you, if you listen to the programs that we have on here, the, especially the call-in programs. You know, why did God allow this? Uh, why did God let this happen? And we don't understand the mind of God, but we always know and believe that when God allows something like this to happen, that uh, from a a, a human point of view through a human prism that is a tragedy, why would God allow it? Well, God always allows these things only to bring about a greater good. And we're seeing some of that, you know, and people are mocking, you know, if you watch some of the the uh, mainstream media, they're almost mocking family togetherness and, and, and people, you know, families coming together and people, uh, you know, husbands and wives who are beginning once again to in a special way, enjoy each other's company like they haven't for a long time, perhaps. Or I know, you know, Cheryl and I were, we're, you know, if you watch the the program with Jim and Joy, that seems like years ago. I mean, only a month ago, but uh, we told a little bit about uh, of our story and how we met. And uh, you know, I was I was an aspiring singer here in New Jersey, uh, and uh, the gentleman who was playing piano for me quit, and I put an ad in the paper. And Cheryl answered, she was a a very accomplished um, uh, pianist. And uh, God brought us together that way, and that's how we started 
our time together in, in, in uh, you know, clubs and things, singing and playing. And uh, we, we haven't done that in that way in, in, in 30-some years. But we're gutting out the books and we're going over to putting a set together. We'd, we're not quite sure why, but I, I thought, you know, it'd be fun. Uh, certainly not this week, because it's holy. Maybe next week into Easter week on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, we can do a set and you know, do some, some old saloon songs for you just for just to keep everybody entertained, you know. So we're working on that. But it, it's a, you know, there, there is, there is a, God will always bring about a greater good. We have to trust in him. In fact, as I said, later on in the program, we're going to go to Psalm uh, 27 and uh, pray that psalm and meditate on that psalm and listen to the words and make them our own, especially now as we enter the, into these last few hours of Wednesday of Holy Week and, of course, tomorrow entering into the beautiful Easter Triduum. Now, speaking of that, um, I wanted to let you know, you know, we're going to have a lot of special programming beginning tomorrow here on the station. So I do hope that you will turn off all the mainstream media and get off the social media. If you're on social media, go to our Facebook page or our um, our uh, uh, our homepage, I should say, and stream the audio. Just listen, listen. You know, make this a part. And television's great. EWTN is great. I love EWTN. But you can't bring a TV around with you, you know, as you're walking around the house or sitting outside or driving in your car. You can always bring the radio with you. And uh, just keep it on because there's a lot of great programming coming up. But I want to let you know about our, our masses because, as you know, uh, since this uh, trial began, uh, we've been broadcasting the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass three times a day, especially here in the Diocese of Trenton where the doors are locked. You can't even get into a church. Um, so we have the Mass on three times a day. It's going to air again. If you missed today's Mass, you can listen tonight at 7 o'clock. We've been doing that. And then starting tomorrow, now there's not going to be daily Mass, speak, uh, so to speak, because of the, the Triduum. But tomorrow, we do have some special programming coming up for you. Uh, in the morning, uh, where we normally would have Mass, we have a special with Mother Angelica, where she uh, begins to teach on the Stations of the Cross and reflect on the Stations of the Cross. Of course, we have Father Groeschel on the Rosary. We have the Chapel at 3. Um, at 5 o'clock, I'm sorry, at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I won't be here because it's a whole, you know, it's a triduum. I'm, I'm taking the time off. Uh, but I found a beautiful teaching from uh, Venerable Archbishop Sheen um, on Holy Week. And it's a recording he did toward the end of his life. And I think it was recorded in, in Ireland, actually. Uh, but that'll be on at 4 o'clock, Bishop Sheen teaching on Holy Week. And then we have Father Groeschel with Holy Thursday Meditations at 5. We have the Rosary again at 5.30. And then at 7 p.m. tomorrow, we're going to bring you the Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper with our own Bishop O'Connell live here on these radio stations and all of our audio platforms. Uh, same thing on Good Friday, a lot of special programming. I won't go over it all right now, but um, we will have at 3 o'clock on Good Friday the commemoration of the Lord's Passion with Bishop O'Connell. That'll be live here as well. And then Holy Saturday, again, more uh, wonderful programming. And at 7 p.m., we will have the Easter Vigil Mass with Bishop O'Connell here live at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Easter Sunday, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you um, the Holy Father's Mass live from Rome at 4 a.m. on Easter Sunday, if you can get up that early. 4 a.m. live from Rome with Pope Francis, and then he'll also give his Urbi et Orbi blessing. Uh, and then at 8 a.m. on Easter Sunday morning, we're going to bring you live from EWTN the Solemn Mass of Easter Sunday, live from EWTN. 
We're going to repeat that again at 11:30 on Easter Sunday morning. So you have four, I'm sorry, three different opportunities to to listen to Holy Mass here on our station. 4 a.m. with the Holy Father Pope Francis live from Rome, 8 a.m. live from EWTN, and then 11.30 a.m. It's an encore presentation of the earlier Mass from EWTN. And then at 1 o'clock, my brothers and sisters, you know the prayer we pray from Holy Father that one day we will once again have a feast and, 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 and celebration. It is Easter Sunday this Sunday, and we need to celebrate the resurrection and so we have all these wonderful programs and liturgies coming to you through our, our broadcast. But starting at 1 o'clock this Sunday, Easter Sunday, for the rest of Easter Sunday, right up till midnight, we're going to play great, beautiful Easter music, hymns and, and traditional and contemporary, all kinds of beautiful music celebrating our Lord and the resurrection and our Christianity. So, uh, you know, we're all going to be confined to our homes on Easter Sunday, and we'll be having those celebrations, as we should be having celebrations on Sunday. It is Easter. Why don't you put our station on in the background, let the music play, fill your ho- home, your heart. If you have speakers outside, put it on your outside speakers, fill your neighborhood with these beautiful hymns and, and uh, music of, of Easter and, and celebrating our Christianity and our Lord and the resurrection. Um, I just think you know we sure and I think of a way we could we could just kind of help help to make your day special, and help to uplift your your heart, and music always does that. And the songs that we have available to us on the resurrection, on our Christianity, on our Lord, beautiful uh, hymns, uh, beautiful music. As I said, both contemporary and classical. We're gonna you know run the gamut because everybody has different tastes, and just fill the airwaves, starting at one o'clock on Easter Sunday. Uh, right through the end of the, uh, to midnight and just keep it running. So anyway, we'll talk more about that. No, I can't because I'm not here tomorrow. So <laughs> I'll mention it again at the bottom of the hour. Let me quick go to the Holy Father. Uh, he did give his general audience today, um, and uh, he addressed, again, the faithful, uh, mostly through technology, and um, he invited everybody to live Holy Week and the Triduum as one great domestic liturgy, looking to the crucified Lord and meditating on the words of the Gospels. Uh, Again, speaking from the Apostolic Library in the Vatican uh, this morning, uh, the Holy Father invited us all, now listen carefully, to find courage, strength, and hope in God's infinite love. Remember, uh, friends, no virus is stronger than Almighty God. God can and will overcome this. Uh, And the Holy Father began this uh, general audience this morning with a poignant question. He asked, during these weeks filled with anxiety and suffering because of the pandemic, we may be asking ourselves a question about God. What does he do in the face of our pain? Where is he when everything is going wrong? Why doesn't he solve the problems immediately? How many people, how many of you listening, watching right now, have asked that question or those questions? The account of Jesus' passion, which accompanies us in these holy days, the Holy Father said, helps us go forward with trust and hope. In fact, the Holy Father explained the Gospels tell us that uh, many questions were raised during the time of the Lord's passion, starting with when, after having welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem, the people asked themselves, when he would finally free them from their enemies. They expected a powerful and triumphant Messiah yielding a sword. 
Holy Father said. Instead, he was uh, meek and humble of heart, calling for conversion and mercy. It was precisely the crowd that greeted him singing Hosanna, the Holy Father said, that then cried out, saying, let him be crucified. They were confused and frightened, Pope Francis said this morning. And those who followed him abandoned him. They were thinking, if this is Jesus' fate, he is not the Messiah because God is strong and invincible. But Holy Father continued, if we read further ahead in the Gospel account of the Passion, we discover something surprising. When Jesus died, a Roman centurion, a man who was not a believer, but had seen him suffer on the cross, who had heard him forgive those who had harmed him, was touched by his infinite love and said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. The Holy Father said he revealed the true face of God by saying the opposite of what others were saying. And the Holy Father explained that God revealed himself completely on the cross, reminding the faithful not to forget that the cross is the chair of God. You see, that's the... Uh, what confuses non-believers. You know, they, they see the cross as defeat. And we Christians see the cross as great victory. You know, through the eyes of the world and the way the world would have it be seen. Jesus nailed to the cross and dying on that cross was the end. But we know and we believe that that was just the beginning of what was promised to, to all of mankind from that point on when Jesus rose from the dead and brought us eternal life through that salvific action on the cross, taking all of mankind's sin upon himself on that Good Friday and defeating sin and death so that we would have, through his redemption, through that beautiful saving action, through the Paschal mystery, we would have eternal life, each and every one of us. The world doesn't see that. The world can only see to a certain point, and without faith, they can't see beyond the reality of what it is and why it happened the way it happened. We, looking through the world's eyes, even in this trial we find ourselves in today, we don't see beyond the veil of the reality of what is happening. We only see what the world sees. But we don't see beyond it. And I heard, um, you know, you hear the experts, uh, the uh, coronavirus uh, task force doctors and things, and you hear all the people saying, this is going to be a very difficult week. This will be a week of many deaths this week. Well, we as Christians, every year when we come to this week, we would remember the death that conquered death. We would remember the one who took sin and death upon himself and, and conquered it on the cross, had victory over it on the cross. The death of that one man on Calvary 2,000 years ago who three days later rose from the dead, opened up 
the hope and promise of eternal life through his death. So we, we look at what we're experiencing now in this, this, these very difficult days we find ourselves in. And again, very surreal days. It's almost like we want to just, okay, we're at a point now, I think, where we want to wake up in the morning and say, boy, did I have a horrible dream last night? I dreamed there was this virus, and we're, <laughs> we'll keep waiting to wake up, right? But look where we are in the middle of Holy Week, about to once again, as we do every year around this time, remember the passion and death of our Savior. And whatever suffering we find ourselves having, you know, we don't have it too bad right now, my friends. You know, when you think about it, if our worst problem is the toilet paper shelves are empty in the grocery store, we have it pretty good. You know, think about it. We wake up. We don't have to go to work. The government's going to give us money. Uh, We have a roof over our head. We're clothed. We're eating. You can have food delivered to your front door. I mean, all these things that we're, and granted, we all want to get back to the way we used to live, but um, considering other countries and cultures in the world, this is, uh, this pandemic is, you know, except for the few poor souls who have perished in it, and you hear a lot of what you're hearing now, I heard last night with their, at the, at the uh, uh, press conference, you know, press uh, conference they have every day where Dr. Burks said, if someone dies with coronavirus, maybe from something else, but they have coronavirus, they attribute it to the death to coronavirus. So those numbers are so skewed. Anyway, let's get back to the Holy Father. He said, it would, it would do us good to look at the crucified one in silence and see who our Lord is. He does not point his finger at anyone but opens his arms wide to all, even to the one who is crucifying him. He does not crush us with his glory, but allows himself to be undressed for us. He does not love us with words, but gives us life in silence. Pope Francis said, It is time to free ourselves from prejudices about God and to look at the crucified one. And he said, urged us to live life in these holy days as a domestic liturgy. In these days of the Easter Triduum, he said, look at the the crucifix and read the gospel. In these days of quarantine, when we are secluded at home, let's take these two things in our hands. The crucified one, let's look at him, and the gospel. It will be for us like a great domestic liturgy because we cannot go to church. So there's an idea. There's a thought. There's a suggestion from the Holy Father. You know, maybe maybe for the Easter Triduum. Here's something. Maybe for the Easter Keep the television off, or at least the news. Keep it off. Get off of social media for three days. Now, you can have us on because we're going to bring you the gospel and bring you Jesus. Or you could have EWTN on. But the other stuff, how about this? For the Triduum, turn it off. Get off the email, everything. And even take it a step further, do what the Holy Father said. Take two things with you. In one hand, have a crucifix. Look at him. And in the other hand, have the gospel. Holy Father said it's like a great domestic liturgy. Because we can't get out to church. 
The true nature of God's love, the Holy Father said, the power of his word passes while love remains. I'm sorry, the power of this world passes while love remains. God loved, uh, healed, uh, God's love healed our sins with his forgiveness at Easter by making death a passage that changed our fear into trust and our anguish into hope. In the same way, Easter tells us that God can turn everything to good and that with him, we can truly trust that all will be well. So think about that. Think about where we're going into now with the, the betrayal of Judas at, at the uh, Last Supper uh, and, and, and our Lord's agony in the garden, which began his passion, and then through Good Friday. All of that, all of those horrible things that took place in that uh, 24-hour period, the darkness and what God did, the good that he brought out of that. Holy Father asks us to meditate on that. God can turn everything to good. Even where we are right now, my friends, God can turn everything to good. So we have to trust and believe. This is why on Easter morning we are told, do not be afraid. We are not alone. God does not forget us. And the Holy Father concluded by saying that Jesus changed history by being close to us. Through his death, he conquered death, so that we, too, can change our lives by being close to him. In the certainty that we are not alone because the Lord loves us, he does not abandon us, and he never forgets us. So, my friends, these days now, these holy uh, days of Holy Week, especially as we now enter into the Triduum and our Lord's Passion, and and the 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 uh, tragedy of of what our Lord had to go through, his passion and his death, only to rise again on the third day as he promised, our Lord shows us that even in these difficult times, we find ourselves looking to God and by God's love for his, love for all of us, he will see us through this. Let me take a break. When I come back, my friends, we're going to go to the Psalms and end our time together this week by praying Psalm 27. So stay where you are. There's more to come on Come to Me. America, what have you done for your marriage today? Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. I cooked breakfast for my wife. I came to pick up the kids, told her to stay home and relax. I did his laundry. Made the bed for my wife, because she usually does, and I even put the pillows in the right place. She was thrilled. What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign.
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. You and I must be imitators of Jesus. We are victims sometimes of circumstances, as he was here. But it was all accepted as the Father's holy will. That is holiness. So try to pray. How much time do you spend watching soap operas or television that really isn't good television? Or just kind of laying around? See, well, I need to relax. I find prayer very relaxing. You can kick your shoes off and, and just sit there and talk to the Lord. He's your friend. You don't have to be on your dignity. You don't have to get up before four, but there's many times during the day you can pray. In your car, when you're picking up the kids, on your way to the office. Let us be Jesus-oriented. He loves you. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Titusville to Tom's River. Bluebell to Barnegat. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Farmingdale to Flemington. Spring Lake to Stockton. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, uh, friends, on this uh, beautiful uh, April 8th, Wednesday of Holy Week 2020. A very, very, very uh, unusual Holy Week, and uh, hopefully we won't have to experience this ever again, but whatever God's will is. You know. uh, before we go uh, to Psalm 27, I did want to once again remind you that uh, starting tomorrow, um, we're going to have some special programming uh, th uh, throughout the Triduum and into Easter Sunday. Um, and it's all on our website. If you go to domesticchurchmedia.org, 
and uh, either one of two ways you can access it. Uh, our banner on the top of the of the homepage, there's a banner that comes up that says, um, I think Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Vigil. Something. So you just click that banner, and it takes you to this page. Or you can go to uh, the up on top of our page where it says Programming. Just scroll over that, and a drop-down menu will come, and it says Special Holy Week and Easter Programs and Mass Schedule. Click on that, and it'll take you to that page as well. Um, and there's, it's all there for you. We, we uh, as I said, it's uh, through our affiliation with EWTN, we have uh, such wonderful uh, opportunity to bring you uh, great programming. And um, uh, starting tomorrow morning at eight o'clock with Mother Angelica and her reflections on the Stations of the Cross. Of course, we'll still have the Rosary tomorrow, the Chaplet of Mercy at three o'clock, and the Rosary again. Um, uh, and also tomorrow on Holy Thursday, we'll have at, uh, at 4 o'clock, I will not be here, uh, but I'm giving the time to Bishop Sheen, <laughs> and he's he's going to give you a beautiful teaching on Holy Week. And then at 5 o'clock, Father Groeschel with a Holy Thursday meditation, the rosary again at 5.30, and then uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow, uh, we're going to bring you live uh, Bishop O'Connell and the Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper. Again, a very, very unusual Holy Week, isn't it? Uh, as I said yesterday, you know, my, my favorite liturgy of the entire liturgical calendar is Holy Thursday. I just love Holy Thursday because it's just so it's so bright, and we celebrate the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood, and the, the bells ring during the Gloria. It's just great. We're not going to, you know, not being able to be there and participate in that, being part of the, the uh Congregation is, is, is for most of us, I think, throughout these three days and it's Easter Sundays, is a great sacrifice, as will next week be. You know, every day next week but within the octave of Easter is an Easter day, just like Christmas was within the octave. So every day next week needs to be celebrated as an Easter day. It is. See, Easter, again, it's so great a solemnity as Christmas that it's celebrated as one day for eight days, leading up, of course, then to the beautiful. Uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Don't forget also, Friday begins the Divine Mercy Novena. Uh, so those of you who have devotion to the Divine Mercy, uh, you begin your Novena on Friday, and it's a very powerful Novena that will take us through uh, the weekend and then Easter week into then Divine Mercy Sunday, a week from Sunday. So, you know, we can we can allow ourselves to become disconnected, I think. Part of the, the problem with these self-isolations, quarantines, uh, shut in, whatever we're calling it. I don't know. We, we lose track of, of the day, of time. But we want to stay focused, especially over these next number of days, stay focused on whatever way we can celebrate these liturgies and, and uh, through you know the radio, television, and be connected. And a great way to stay connected through it all is to keep these stations on. <laughs> Whatever, however you're listening. And one other thing I'll say, and I haven't really talked a lot about it, but you can imagine, since we didn't have our, our Radiothon last week, which is our major fundraiser uh, for the year, and we always count on it this time of year, we, we didn't cancel it. We just postponed it until a more appropriate time. We don't know when that time is yet. So we're kind of flying, you know, uh, on fumes right now. Uh, so if you've not yet had a chance uh, to help us out, you know, I, I read uh, just before we came on the air today that the uh, checks 
for those of you who will be receiving those checks from the government, um, maybe you don't need it. Maybe, you know, it's not, they're not being, uh, they're not just going to people who are out of work, they're going to any, anybody who fits into a particular category. Uh, maybe you don't need that check. You can donate it. We'll take it, um, you know, because we do. We we can't we can't risk going, you know, the next number of months uh, without the radiothon. But we we can't have the radiothon because it's not an appropriate time yet. So anyway, we're we're all praying about that and trying to decide. But whatever way you can, if you can write us a check, fine. If you want to just make an online donation, you're not comfortable going to the post office. Maybe for Easter, as you're listening to these programs, thank God that you have a local Catholic radio affiliate that can bring you this type of thing uh, and, and support it. Because I only say that to you that, you know, we, we can't do this without you. I say it all the time, and I mean it. We're completely 100% listener-supported, and we need your support, your financial support. Uh, so maybe over the next uh, three days as we get into the Triduum, maybe as we get into Easter week, and you thank the Lord for allowing us to be able to be here for you, and we are very humbled by that. Uh, but we can't be here without you. So, again, please help us out. Online donations are great because you don't have to go to the post office. I don't have to go to the post office to pick it up. I'm happily going there. Trust me, we had a nice little stack of mail yesterday, but uh, I don't go there every day now. I try to, you know, manage my time uh, and want to go over there. Um, but pray about that if you would, my friends. And and, and thank the Lord for, for your Catholic Radio uh, affiliate here in the area because we, we can't do this without you, and we do need you. All right, I want to go here and end our time together this week before we enter into the Triduum. I was in the chapel earlier, and I was thinking, you know, let, let, let's end on a hopeful note today. There's a lot of bad news out there. You know, I, as I said, I try to limit my my what I watch. I'll, I'll go home when I, when I finish here on uh, every day at 5 o'clock. First thing I do is go next door to the chapel and pray my evening prayer, pray for all of you and all of your intentions and then I wrap up and close things up and lock things up and, and head my head on out of here. Um, and I listen to the president's press conference. That's what I try to listen to. The other stuff, if I happen to watch it or listen to it, it's all with a grain of salt. Let's just, just give me what you have, uh, President Trump and your team there, and then move on. I, I don't want to if, – if, if all we do is watch that stuff constantly, we're all home, watching that – you know, all day long and listening and going through social media and all the negativity, we will be dragged into the muck and mire of this whole situation. I want to bring you up. I want to go to Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. And this is from the uh, Revised Standard Version, uh, Revised Standard Edition, Catholic uh, Edition. Um, and it, it heads it by saying, A triumphant song of confidence, a Psalm of David. Psalm 27 is one of my favorite Psalms. So let's pray this psalm together, my friends, and put ourselves in, in God's presence and his word and listen and pray when the psalmist wrote, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, 
that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies round about me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, and let your heart take courage. You wait for the Lord. And that's Psalm 27. That's a psalm I think, you know, you want to pray? <laughs> you want to feel uplifted? You want to gain some confidence in the power of Almighty God in the middle of all this? As I said, there's 150 psalms. There's a psalm for everything. But this particular psalm, Psalm 27, as in, in this version, the uh, Revised Standard Version, Catholic Edition, a triumphant song of confidence. So let's go over a little bit of this and just kind of meditate a little bit on it and as we uh, close out our time together this week. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, and I don't mean to sound cynical, but I've had an issue with the way this whole situation has been reported by the media. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just an, I'm in media. <laughs> I know the power of the media. And if we allow ourselves to be influenced on how they want us to be influenced, and I say, and I'm not, I don't think I'm being a, a, a conspiracy theorist. I think they're just after ratings. <laughs> you know, bad news sells. How many other television programs have you watched over the past three or four weeks besides the news? Whereas it was just the opposite. I don't know if it, were, if it were a normal spring, you know, I'd be watching baseball games every night. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't probably watch a news, uh, those, those cable news shows until November because <laughs> I spend my, during baseball season, I love watching baseball games. And whatever you may be watching. But now we're all kind of gravitating toward the bad news. And we allow ourselves to be filled with this negative reporting of what's going on. I mean, you, you turn on, and I'm, I, you know, and I, I, I watch Fox News. 
That's been my source of information, but I've been very disappointed uh, in in majority of how they report. Uh, when all they have in front of you, no matter who's on, is the is the scrolling death count <laughs> and, and the number of confirmed cases. And the, they, they use the, some, some, some catchphrases that are being used. And I don't know about the other stations. I don't watch the other cable channels, so I don't know. But I know, you know, dire is, is a very common word now, you know, dire. Uh, and if you allow yourself to watch it, you'll believe that, number one, if you step outside the house, you're going to get this virus. You will get it, number one. And when you do get it, you're going to find yourself on a gurney in an overcrowded, understaffed hospital gasping for your last breath because there's a shortage of ventilators. And we know that there's a 98 point something percent of recovery on this thing. Aside from all of that, we know this, that the Lord is our light and our salvation. The Lord is our stronghold. We have nothing to be afraid of. In Psalm 27, one thing I have asked of the Lord, and this I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And behold the beauty of the Lord. You know, this is one thing I think we're all really hungering for right now. You drive by a church. Those of us here in the Diocese of Trenton, I don't know about the other dioceses. I guess maybe their churches are still open. There's certainly no public masses. And I love going to daily mass. And I, you know, it's been a long time now. And so this is this should be a prayer of ours. Psalm 27, um, verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord this I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, we long and hunger for that time to dwell in the Lord's house again, to enter into the Lord's presence. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high upon a rock. You know, we, we, we all find ourselves... Um, confined to our homes, but spiritually, we're free. There's nothing that is binding us spiritually but ourselves. You know, we can, we can physically have to sit in our home, physically have to, you know, wear the masks and, and, and the gloves and, 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 and not go here to the places we enjoy going to, and, and our whole routine and lifestyle has changed, but our spirituality... It's free. Can't be bound by any of this. Uh, you know, I think uh, we go to the Acts of the Apostles, which we're going to be hearing uh, every day in our daily Mass readings throughout the Easter season, and I love it. Uh, the, the one um, account of, of Paul and Silas after having been beaten with rods and, and, and kicked and stoned and thrown into prison and shackled in, in the dankest, darkest, stinkiest, smelliest part of the prison and, and with rat, and rat infested and, and, and chained and, and not knowing their, their future. And what do they do? They're singing songs of praise. Because that can't, 
their, their, their spirit can't be bound. So even in, in the situation we find ourselves in, my brothers and sisters, don't allow your spirit to be chained. Don't allow your spirit to be quarantined or isolated or, or social distanced from others. We're united right now. You know, you, 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 you're miles, hundreds of miles, some cases thousands of miles away from me. But we're united in spirit right now. No one can separate us. That can't be destroyed. That can't be quarantined or, or isolated. We're here, and we don't have to worry about anything. You're not going to catch a virus from me, and I'm going to catch a virus from you. But we're so united in spirit right now. And you know, this is something I think the beauty of what the Lord allows us to do here, and why I encourage you over the next number of days here into the Triduum and throughout Easter to make us a part of your day. Because this cannot be bound. You know, we're, our doors are not locked, so to speak. Our, our doors are wide open because we bring you Jesus. And we bring you the gospel every day. And our spirits are not confined. Our spirits are free. Psalm 27 Verse 6, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies round about me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. You know, as I said, uh, Easter Sunday, we're going to bring you the Holy Father's Mass live from Rome at 4 o'clock. We're going to bring you the EWTN Mass live at 8 o'clock in the morning on Easter Sunday. We're going to bring you a repeat of that Mass at 1130, but then at 1 o'clock, we're going to open up the airwaves to Beautiful melodies to the Lord. Psalm 27, verse 6. We will play from 1 o'clock in the afternoon until midnight. Melodies to the Lord. Fill your home with these melodies. Fill your home with these hymns of praise. Fill your home and your hearts on Easter Sunday. Allow us to bring that to you. We so look forward to bringing you. Now, it's going to be a, a wide variety of, you know, contemporary, classical. It's, it's just because we know everybody has different tastes and you can't please everybody. But they all have the same message of joy and hope and praise and glory, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This virus can't contain that. The government can't quarantine that. Our spirits are free. You know, John Paul II, we are an Easter people. You can't quarantine that. You, you can't self-isolate that. You can't socially distance that from someone else. That joy, that hope that we have as disciples of Jesus, the resurrected Christ, that joy cannot be confined and shouldn't be confined. We should freely let that shine on Sunday. And throughout Easter. And we're praying that uh, you'll allow us to kind of uh, get the engine started with this beautiful music that we're going to be playing for you starting at 1 o'clock on Easter Sunday throughout the day. No matter what you're doing on Easter Sunday, you're having dinner together as family, you're uh, relaxing together, praying together, keep it on in the background. Listen to the beautiful strains of music that celebrate our Christianity. That cannot be quarantined. That cannot be... Uh, uh, isolated. 
and let our spirit be free. And then in in Psalm 27, verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, Lord, I do seek your face. Again, my brothers and sisters, don't allow the current situation to 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 squash that 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 joy that we have in the resurrection, that hope that we have, and what Jesus brings us uh, on Easter Sunday morning. You know, we can allow ourselves to be to be dragged down. I'm telling you, if you keep watching the 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 cable programs and the news and the social media. You will be dragged down. This is not the time for that. Now is the time to shut all that stuff off. Open up your Bible. Open up your catechism. Open up your hymnal. You know, family, start singing some hymns together. I, I, you know, we're going to help you with that on Easter Sunday. But all the programs we're going to bring you throughout the next uh, number of days, please let us bring you the, the 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 joy of what we remember here these days, especially on Easter Sunday morning. Let us be a part of that with you. That's why we're here. We will pray for you, my brothers and sisters, and, and I promise you as we, we go before the Lord, the tabernacle here in our building, we will pray for you and your intentions. If you have any special prayer requests, email me. We're going to be praying all weekend here, and uh, we'd love to be able to, to do that. So, again, I want to thank you for all you do for us. And don't forget, we can't do any of this without you. We need you, and we can't exist without you. So, please. Support us in any way you can. Uh, Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Make an online donation and support us in any way you can during this beautiful time. God bless you all. Have a beautiful Easter Triduum and happy Easter. I'll see you next week, God, God willing. God bless you. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.